Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Digital Rookie Podcast. I hope by now everyone knows my name, but just in case, I am Patrick Quay and this is my pod. On this episode, I'm talking to Scott Walton. Scott is currently working in social media marketing for the Victoria Racing Club. But the most interesting thing about Scott's career is how he has been able to develop his career through building his portfolio of experience and knowledge in a really creative and unique way. If you want to get in contact with Scott, then he's available on LinkedIn. And while you're there, feel free to connect with me and follow The Digital Rookie. While I'm doing the shameless promotion, I might as well shout out The Digital Rookie Hub on Instagram and Facebook, as well as our website, digitalrookiehub.com. If you're new to the pod, please subscribe and leave a review. It's greatly appreciated. Enjoy. All right, Scott, thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, no problems, Pat. Very, very keen. Sounds good. Yeah, so uh, episode three of the Digital Rookie Podcast, um, big one today with Scott Walton. Uh, Scott, can you tell us a bit about what you're doing at the moment and uh, what you're most enjoying about your current role? Yeah, man. No, thanks for having me. This is awesome. Very excited to be part of the Digital Rookie Podcast. Uh, (laughs) It's a good idea, man. I like that. I I love that idea. I think, yeah, I think it's really cool. What I'm doing at the moment is so I do social media primarily. So I work for the Victoria Racing Club. So that basically, for those that don't know, is the club that is based at Flemington and do all the like Melbourne Cup and all the racing year round. There's like 25 race days a year. So do the help doing the social media from a marketing perspective on um, there. And then I also, I was very lucky enough to be granted permission to work at, um, casually at the AFL as well. So I work right. on just um, ad hoc there, very casually. They'll give me a shift every now and then, but very fun to, I, I have very largely a football background. So yep. it's very cool to keep working in that space because it's something I'm definitely really passionate about. Yeah, and it's just, it's fun to be working in all types of sports and be changing up different, like working in different industries and it forces you to think a little bit different, forces you to just change a style that you're not used to. So it, it, it's really cool. So that's probably what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. You know, working in sport, that's the dream. Um, that is the dream. <laughs> that's the dream. So I wanted to start kind of like at the beginning and you know, what was the first step that you took towards deciding that you wanted to work in sport as a career and like how that's developed your attitude towards career development over the years yeah well i think it goes so far back like i think i remember sitting at university like first year university being like what do i want to do and also like what am i half good at i think i really struggled through high school understanding what i actually was good at like i didn't know like i wasn't really i didn't really concentrate that hard i didn't do much like i wasn't very good at high school at all so it took me till about me my first year of university, which is about two years after high school, to really realize I probably wanted to work in sport and that's something I really wanted to do. Because I've been very like, I always just say I want to do something and then I'll just work towards it. And so that's kind of where it's kind of gone. And I think I think one of my major things that I have is that I, and what helps me with my career development and like how it gets me th- gets me somewhere is that I kind of would, I'll dream about it. Like I'll put a really, really high goal on where I want to be. And then whether it eventuates or not, it's the fact that I have that in the back of my head and I seem to always have that, I always keep what I really, really want in the back of my mind. And you constantly, even if you don't get there, you're constantly chipping away at little things because that's where you want to be. And so you're like, oh, if I want to go and work in sport, I've got to do this. Or like I should probably try and do, you know, a little bit of work here or a little bit of work there or 
Um, even if it's just like sitting at, sitting at home, like doing, like writing an article and it, nobody ever sees it, like just working on skills to, um, to, to improve yourself so you can have like the chance to show those skills somewhere else. Yeah, cool. So, because one of the things that I know you're quite good at has been creating opportunities for yourself. Um, yeah. Can you can you kind of explain any tactics or techniques and strategies that you've used in the past to open those open some of those doors, whether they be a big door or a little door? What yeah. kind of stuff have you done? Yeah. So it's it's basically saying yes more than no. So picking up the extra shift. Or, um, you know, if there's a chance to work there, like if somebody's like, hey, would you mind doing this for me? Like saying yes instead of no. Because even though it's very easy to like be very short-sighted with this kind of stuff where you look at something and be like, oh, that's not going to do anything for me right now. Like, oh, it doesn't pay well right now. Or that doesn't, like, how's this going to help me? It's like, it's like when you used to do maths in high school, you'd be like, oh, I don't understand how maths works in the future. Like, when am I ever going to do trigonometry or something like that why am i I ever going to use pythag it's not necessarily what it's going to do for you now it's going to be what how it helps you later so just picking up little bits of work and it it was a a main key like i've done like two week stints i did i think i did um one of the things i did was i was looking for work experience and i think it even shocked mum and dad a bit because i already had a job at channel nine at this stage and I was like, man, like at some point I'd love to work in a football club. Like that would be awesome. But I probably don't have the experience right now. When one thing I really learned was that particular experience I had, it wasn't in the industry. Not many people liked that you had that experience. So it didn't, it wasn't like, even though it was awesome experience, it wasn't well received by other people just because of the work that was being done at, at the footy show and stuff like that. So I went out and just, on the weekends, like I'd be working seven day weeks, which sounds like it sucks, but it was pretty fun. Um, Especially when you're working in sport. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like the the worst part was the driving, but that was about it. It was really cool. Like like I was doing, I picked up a um, internship at the Sandringham football club, which is Kilda's reserves team. And I would go there. I'd do the, a lot of the, that's when I really started doing my um, own real social media. How did you get that gig? That one was, that one was advertised. So it was okay, just advertised. Yeah. It was like, um, there's, I'm not sure the website, there is sporting like sport jobs websites where you can go and you can find these kind of things. And that, that I was just looking for stuff and I saw it and it was internship and I was like, oh, that's really cool. But I also emailed every Melbourne, every VFL club. So okay, I emailed every single club. Yeah. So I got on the front foot, which is, I think as even now, like I'm learning now, I'm far from an expert in my field. Um, but like I learn that you're just going to get on the front foot. You've got to be the first person. Like I actually, one thing that really helped me because it took a long time between university to get the job. And then um, I actually got out of, con- I got put out of contract at the AFL, at the footy show, sorry. Yeah. Um, because it was, there was a changeover. Um, what I really benefited, what really benefited me is that my dad actually had worked with a colleague at, he, he put me in touch with him and I actually had a mentor for a long time like right. that I could reach out. It was once a month I'd go and have a chat to him. I'd go, I'd go to him. He'd be working in the city. I'd go and have a 15 minute coffee with him and we'd chat and he'd tell me, you know, he'd just ask about me and he'd see what I'm doing. And the one thing he always told me, which I think is still very, very true now is that if you put the most resumes in, like just, just see it as a challenge, like you, 
put more resumes in than the person next to you because that is going to give you more a bigger chance. It just it just it's just yeah, maths. Just, like you put more in, the more responses you're going to get back, the more chances you you know have at at getting a job. And that's one thing that you know that really stuck by me. And I think that was one of the biggest challenges that I think even people at my university faced when I was leaving. A lot, a lot of the talk in my year my year level, I guess you'd call it, university was, oh, it's too hard to get a job in the media. It's too hard to do this, blah, blah, blah. Where I never, I never like subscribed to that theory at all. I just, I, it didn't make sense to me. Like you're already counting yourself out before you've even had a shot at doing it. And I've seen people do great work coming out of Latrobe. That's where I went. And a lot of people in my year level did some great work, but there's a lot of people that just ruled themselves out from the very start because they just, they just didn't believe they, they were like, what? as if I'm going to be able to do it, but that's just, it was a wrong attitude to take. It's like you're hundred percent always can have the chance to be anywhere you want to be, whether it's in sport, whether it's you want to work in Hollywood, whether you want to work anywhere, it's just your mindset of being like, all right, this is what I want to do. And then how am I going to do it? What little pieces of work am I going to go and do to, to get where I want to be? Yeah. Okay, great. So are there any certain like stepping stones that you can think of now that, helped you get to where you are now? Like, can, are there any yeah. key points? Yeah, I think it's very much like creating your own luck is one, one of the things like that kind of helps you get into these little stepping stones because you'll find when you, when you get something, you always be like, wow, man, like that's so awesome. Like I'm so lucky that I got that. I can't believe I got that job. I can't believe I got, you know, that piece of experience. Like that's so crazy that happened. A lot of the time you don't realize that you actually create your own luck by doing that. You've actually created that opportunity because you've done something in the past. And like there's, there's like a couple of times I can, I, I can think of that. Um, I think when I got my job at the footy show, that was my first real major job that actually came off the back of me winning a scholarship at, at Boxhill TAFE, which was like, it was a class of like 12. And to be honest with you, the, the people that won the scholarship, we probably, we probably weren't the most successful students, the people that went to that, course um it was a broadcasting course it was a really well taught course but there was an offer to work uh have six months work experience at channel 10 just working on the production floor you just had you had to fill out the application and you had to present it to the tutors uh, um, or put it in and i was one of three people that uh happened to put the effort in to make it look nice make it you know do my best on that particular application and out of 12 people, three people managed to actually just put the effort in and they were the three people that got it. And so yeah. what happened to be at the footy show was the executive producer worked at channel 10, like previously um, before the game. And he, he really liked that. I had that experience at channel 10 for six months. Like that was my, that was my um, factor that put me away from everybody else. And that's what you kind of needed to do is have that. And it's the same with the VRC. Like, I got, I got the job because when I went to, well, I believe I got the job um, or what helped me get the job was when I interviewed for them, I actually made a cardboard thing. It was just cardboard flat. And then I put um, little pieces of my work standing up on the cardboard okay, so they'd cool. be pinned into the cardboard. And all that work was from social media stuff that I did at Croc Media um, for a woman's television show. And so a little bit uh, outside of that, but. I made my own luck there because I went to the person that hired me and say, Hey, I'd really love to take the reins and do the social media here because I know we're not really doing that. And that's something I'd like to get into. And because I did that and put some really F 
some time and effort in a in a spot where they just that wasn't a priority for the business. So it was only it was a it was a bonus for them, and it was a bonus for me to get extra experience that I then used to help get me that job at the VRC. And then now I'm still I think I only just clicked, clocked over two years now at the VRC last week. So it's creating your own luck that creates those stepping stones. Um, putting in like the extra work or finding little things that you can do to just add to your portfolio and add to your base. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what do you think then about is any experience, good experience, or is, is there a point where experience, you know, certain experiences become wasted yeah. time or. Yeah. I think there yeah, can be experiences that waste your time, but my thing that I really try and always think of is I want to, uh, I want to be better than I was yesterday. So uh, how am I, how am I taking the next foot forward? For saying simpler, like to simpler, uh, simplify it a little bit. I have this desk right here that I'm sitting at and I'll add little pieces, whether that's, I've got some lights that I've got here that change some colors or I've got now like a little plan that's made me a little bit better the next day. But the same kind of goes for experience. Like if you can see that benefiting you in the future, like get, if somebody was like, Hey, you know, Pat, do you want to work at a, at a, at a cafe for me for two weeks? It'd be great experience for you. It's like, well, if I'm working in digital space, there's no real, there's, there really isn't besides the fact that you're talking to somebody all day, there's no real correlation, yeah. but I think you break it down to this first. got to see if it's has any implication on you, like what you want to be and how you want to do your work going forward. If it's like completely irrelevant field, then of course that's probably not what you're going to need to do. But the next step is doing work. And if you think that you just don't like doing that work, but it is going to be relevant in the future, you, st- you shouldn't t- turn it down just because you're a bit uncomfortable because you've never done that before. You shouldn't turn that down. That's, that, that's a good thing. If people have reached out to you and be like, hey, I want to do that, they most likely know that you don't know how to do everything, but mm. it's a great experience to learn it. You know, like I didn't always do social media. I did, I, like when I just walked into the footy show, I, I just did um, production assisting and, and there was an option for me to apply for the social media job because six weeks into the to the gig, the social media person got a new job. So there was an opening, but I was just too nervous to do it. Or I didn't feel like, you know, doing it where probably the best decision probably for me at that time was to do that. Okay. Um, it's probably cause I was a bit uncomfortable and maybe I didn't, I, I actually remember saying somebody said I should have done it. And I was like, no, I don't really want to do that. And it's like, that's probably was the wrong. I didn't think about it enough. I didn't think about, I was like, Oh, I don't really know how to do social media. It doesn't really matter you will learn that nobody knows that at that point. It's, it's just because you're uncomfortable about saying you should always really, really think about the opportunity and really think about like the experience that you can get off it. So I, definitely there's experiences that will definitely waste your time. Like you definitely shouldn't do it if it has no implication, but if it has, especially if you're somebody starting out, like that's such a high standard. Like when you're starting out, you're just going to literally be getting little bits here and there or like you know you'll be working for a footy club or you'll be working for that um where you'll be like man i'm not really getting much bang for my buck here but as long as you know that you're doing work in your field you're going to be able to draw on those experiences a hundred percent and whether yeah. it's whether it's yeah. like you know in two weeks time whether it's in five years you'll be like man I, I remember actually doing that five years ago like it actually happens it's like definitely just take the opportunity to take as much experience, especially if you want to work in sport. Yeah. Okay. Because 
you need to prove when you're going into that interview the next time that not only that you want it more than the other, but that you have the right credentials or you've done a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Okay. Great. And so what is your favorite part about working in social media? So now you've, you've taken that uh, step into social media after working in product. Are there any experiences or things that you've had that uh, have been really cool? Yeah. I think the best part about working in social media is that you actually are given a bit of a leeway to fail, which is great because <laughs> I've been somebody that's um, made heaps of mistakes. And like <laughs> It's so quick moving social media that everything you do is never going to always be a hit. Like you're never going to hit it out of the park every time. And it, it really is about learning what's good, what's not good. And it, it really is trial and error. I feel like what's been really exciting about working at the VRC is I'm big, like American sport, guy, like big NBA guy, big, yep. like sport guy. And that's probably where my strengths lie in that kind of area. And I feel like I've really been able to like add a lot of a different creative flair to their accounts by doing some of my own graphic work that maybe they didn't have before. I think that's super exciting. I think that's an awesome opportunity um, to do that at the VRC. I think it's awesome that I can be like, oh, like people come up and be like, hey, we need an awesome graphic for this. Would you be able to do it? Like that's cool. That's It's cool. It's not like, oh, could you just whip up a graphic? They actually think the work I've done previously is like cool. So I think you get to have this real cool kind of creative license. I think it can take you on some really exciting, um, you know, journeys, I think, social media because you're the guy on the field covering what needs to be covered. So I think even like my boss at the, um, my boss at the AFL who'd be a couple of years older than me with the AFL in their hubs at the moment, West coast and stuff up in the gold coast, she's just been sent to the gold coast and she has to cover the hubs and do all that. Like, that's pretty cool. Like you are the person on the ground that's entrusted with sharing these social media, sharing content, on these social media accounts. And when you really look at it, like I look at my resume and I count up the audience numbers of of the accounts you hold like in my hand i'll hold for the afl when i'm working like that's over a million people that follow these accounts that's crazy like that's huge like i thought when i was working at the footy show we were doing be doing a live tv show to over three hundred thousand people in melbourne but like here i've got the like not the power but like i'm actually doing stuff on Twitter, on Instagram, that's going out to millions of people, not just thousands. Like, I think that's like really cool. Like yeah. how much responsibility you have. If you stuff up and it's happened before, if you make one mistake and that's, I think I love that about it too. Like I think on Twitter, I've wrote, wrote something wrong and then no joke, 10 seconds in some guys like, Oh, they've got the intern on the social media account this week. <laughs> it was literally like you said, like one, one word was wrong or like it was just misspelled, like I accidentally typed in instead of on people are like savage like they will attack you it's crazy but it's a lot of fun like yeah because one thing one okay one thing that i have noticed about like social media especially in sport is you have to be really versatile you have to be a good people person you know and be able to interact with athletes or people online but then you also have to have the hard technical skills like graphic design and video editing how have you gone about improving those skills or learning them full stop did you do a course did you just uh, teach yourself off youtube what have you done yeah oh man yeah no uh so 
Yeah, I think you're definitely correct. Especially in sport, you need to be super versatile. You need to have all sorts of things because you literally don't know where it's going to pull you. One day I'll be in social media. One day I might, you know, be a content creator or one day I might be working in the uh, communications team for a football club. Like who knows where it leads you because it just, when you're working in something, as long as you're skilled in the spot and you have the experience, like if you've got those skills, like you're going to be able to move any path you want. That's what's great about working in the digital space. If you work on your craft enough, on anything, like just widen your base up, you just open up different avenues as long as you're building your experience because it's a combo of both. But I think one example I can give you is my, the senior producer at the footy show when I was working there, he's a really good guy and he was my age, like he was killing it. You know, I was just production assistant two years out of uni or one year out of uni, this guy was already a senior producer and he was yeah, the right. same age. Yeah. But what he was really good at was he was a really, really good people person. Like he was really good on the phones um, and he would just call people. He wasn't afraid to call people. And that's something that I was definitely afraid of. It's like, I, I'm not very, I wasn't very good at cold calling or like getting on the phone and talking to somebody way prefer to text them or email them. Like that's just how I am. But I listened to him and like, I listened to like the way he talked on the phone and, I tried to implement that and understood why he would get in such a good rapport with other people. So it's, um, that was one thing I think, I think it's very, especially if you're in the digital space, it's really good to get on the front foot and learn Photoshop because when you're doing social media, for example, people are going to really lean towards having somebody that can not just post the stuff, but create the stuff as well. Like it just knocks out two birds and one stone. And for me, I didn't do a course. I didn't do any of that. I literally, like you said, just learned it off YouTube. And one of the tips that I give for doing that is really easy. Just find something you like on like, if you see like a album cover or a poster or something like that, that you really like, literally just download it off the internet and like go on Google images, download it, put it into Photoshop and just see if you can recreate it. Just try these little skills and you'll never remember them all. Like I don't remember how to do certain things. You just go to Google. And that, I think uh, saying that I only realized just recently, people don't know that like Google has literally all your answers. Like if somebody is like, can you do this? Can you do that? I can, I'll just say yes. And I'll just Google it and figure it, figure out, it out as we yeah. go. Yeah. But you learn those skills. You learn how to pick up that. I think, yeah, it's just constantly working on it um, at home. So like I have, I run my own kind of like social media account at home. That's like a sport thing. And I'm constantly on Photoshop trying new things because that's my creative outlet, uh, which I really need. And that improves my Photoshop. You, you can't ever be content where, where you're at. Um, because just because like, in, once again, the digital space moves so quickly and there's new trends, like TikTok is just like fastened everything up a hundred percent. Like everything, there's new trends every single week now. So you got to keep changing your style up changing different styles up so you got to keep working on it but like it all comes down to just continually working on yourself continually building different skills uh, which it actually to me honest, sounds super overwhelming and it sounds kind of cheesy and it sounds kind of like man whatever like whatever but it is true like and it's not as hard as it sounds it, it really is it really isn't just pick little skills that you'd like to improve on for example for me photoshop it's a big one and mm. I've just slowly learned it over time and you pick it up. But like literally the small one is learning how to talk a little bit better on the phone. And that's something I feel like I'm a lot better at now. It's pick little things. It doesn't, nothing, you don't always have to move boulders. You can move little rocks, like just keep pushing a needle forward and getting yourself better every day. And I promise you, like 
I honestly, I probably would have been one of those people, like out of high school, I was one of those people that were just kind of like, oh, like I have no idea how I'm ever going to make any, I'm going to work at the AFL store for the rest of my life doing, you know, selling football jerseys. Like that's literally how I thought. And I was so worried about it, but you just keep grinding. It literally is just a grind. Just keep building on little things. If it means that you need to invest a little bit on like, um, if you're in the position, obviously to get a laptop where you can do that, like definitely do it. Just help yourself out. Just work as work on little things. And it can be an hour a day, it can be 20 minutes a day. It can be an hour a week, like whatever, like just keep trying to push that needle forward and get better than where you were the day before. Yeah. Great. Um, one of the things that I did recently actually was, uh, you know, skillshare.com. Mm-hmm. They did, they yeah. did like a free, I think it was like three month trial and I, you could do a Photoshop course from like an Adobe trainer and yeah, that, that was, awesome. that was really good. But yeah. So yeah. Oh yeah. And that's exactly what you could do. Hmm. But yeah. And that's not what I'm saying. Don't do a course. And that obviously that's not what you're saying. Either. It's just like, that's a great idea. That's awesome. Like you go, you've just picked up a couple of skills on Photoshop and like you've learned and like you've now probably understand the, you know, the interface a lot easier and now yeah. you know how to do your things. And that's basically all it is, is learning the interface and understanding what does what, like you can be super overwhelming. Photoshop is for me. so It's so overwhelming, right? Oh, like there's so, so much, I'm super comfortable with it now, but when I first did, I was like, what the hell does that do? Like, what is that triangle thing on the left? Like, how does that help? Or, you know, like what's this magic background eraser and that even words like that can be crazy like it's the same with me i have no idea how to use after effects and i'll walk into after effects and i'll be like i do not know what this is actually i get frustrated when i go into indesign sometimes yeah and i look at it and like all the buttons look exactly the same as photoshop but then none of them do the exact (laughs) i'm like what the hell is this like this makes no sense (laughs) and then i get frustrated but um even there like working the vrc they love using indesign and that's i've been I'm much better at it now than I was. And I, I don't think probably something I didn't mention is like, you know, if somebody's giving you good advice, like don't be afraid to pick their brain. I think I'm really lucky that I've like, at least career wise, I've always had dad who's really good to chat about stuff with, but at work, I've got a graphic designer there who he's a very unique guy. Cause he's in the way that he actually really does listen, like listens really hard. And that's something I really appreciate, but he doesn't just sit there and just say, oh, that's really good. Like, that's amazing stuff. What she does, he tells me really positive things, but he also questions not to annoy me or not to pick things wrong, but literally to get into a conversation of what did you do? Like, why did you make that decision to do that? And I think if you can find people like that as well, like they won't be everywhere, but where you can, don't be afraid to have good conversations with people and knowledgeable people and pick people's brains. Um, um, because it'll only benefit you. It's, it's very, it's very much part of experience. Like getting experience doesn't necessarily just have to mean like, Oh, I've got that job on my resume. It can also mean like I talk to this guy and he helps me with little tips or like he tells me little things. He gives me little bits of information. It's, I think the best way is just be a sponge, like mm. be a sponge and get everything, whether that's work experience, whether that's, you know, get a bit of money off it. That's all. That's a bonus to do that. Because if you do as much as that early, the more of this little crappy little work that you kind of really don't want to do or the stuff that you kind of like can be a bit annoying to do, or, you know, Oh, I've got to drive to St. Kilda to watch Sandringham play every week. As much as that, like kind of can be annoying to do that when now you get put in a position later where you can be a little bit more picky or with what you want to do. You don't have to just pick up anything that you see, like you can do kind of the stuff that you want to do. And, I think that's 
what goes back to creating your own luck and creating all this stuff because you put the work in early, build up your base, build up your portfolio. Don't, and now you can take a bit of extra time when you get down the line. Yeah. Just say it like either do the work now and it all pays off later or don't really press yourself now. And you'll probably, it'll be a slow grind for the next 10 years. Yeah. You know, like just don't be afraid of the hard work. Cause I, I guarantee, I absolutely guarantee that it actually does pay off. It's just longevity in doing it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Great. I wanted to ask you as well, and it kind of touches back on um, having an influence on so many people in social, be through like, yeah. working in social media and mm. in particular with the VRC, because obviously societal perception of the, you know, the horse racing and stuff, there's challenges to that. How have you gone about managing that role as working in the social media for the, the VRC? Has there yeah. been any challenges? Oh, hundred percent. I think so. Social media is a really cool sounding job and it is, you get to have some really cool experiences, but it can also like, it can also suck a little bit because when you're working on social media, you're the person on the front line that sees all the comments coming in and all that stuff. And it, it, it's a thing. And I, I saw it a little bit when I was at channel nine with, with my mate who did the um, uh, social media there. And you can just see after a show that people didn't really like, he looked like he just ran a marathon. Like he was exhausted because he just had, he's the front line and you don't see it. Like when you're not working in social media, you can not look at the comment. Like you, you can just like switch it off and not worry about it or whatever. And you can forget about it and just say, Oh, well, I know I'm doing the right thing and whatever, which may be the case. But when you're working in social media, you, you're forced to kind of look at it because it's there in your feed. You're, you know, updating, you're yeah, it's your job. trying to get the statistics. It's your job. And um, I think, that's the tough part of it and saying that it, it's better when you understand it a little bit better. If that's something you want to do that when you've got a lot of people, especially a lot of angry people, like people send in crazy stuff and it, it, it can be confronting, but you just say you end up growing a bit of a, um, like a numbness to it. Thicker skin. Yeah. A bit of yeah. a numbness, a bit of a thickness skin towards it. But honestly, and it sounds like it can sound a bit whiny or whatever, but I think there needs to be, personally not in and this is not just the this is everywhere like yep. every social media person has to cop this i don't think there's a, a greater enough understanding of how detrimental it can be to people like one of my jobs i had in my second year of the footy show was working um i worked really closely with dave hughes he had like a segment and he, he would do his segment and he, he he very much was interested in the perception of how he went and stuff like that and it was just so hard like he just doesn't look at Twitter anymore or any of that because just some of the stuff, like it's one really negative side of Twitter is it just people for some reason, nobody says really nice things. Everyone just says really bad things. Mm. And the cumulative effect, effect of that is, is crazy. Like it can, it, it just so rude. Like it's stuff you would never say to the person face to face, but because they're, they've got this avenue where they can say whatever they want. And social media is really, given this like platform to people to believe that they have like a voice in every single situation, which is, which is great, but also can be really negative and people using that for bad purposes really can like, it's really detrimental. And that's honestly, that's like one of the biggest challenges I think as social media faces, not just in the VRC where like there is some negative perception of it, but just anywhere. It's not just that it's like anywhere that has any effect on somebody, people attack it it's crazy what you say, but that would be the number one challenge I'd yeah. say. Is I think through that. Yeah. I think Twitter, especially people only feel inclined to tweet when they're pissed off about something or 
they have something yeah. bad to say. Like, you know, you very rarely see a tweet that's about mm. something positive. Generally, it's usually a complaint or like a, a negative comment. Correct. So, Correct. yeah, I can, I can imagine. It's like, it's so much easier to put in a complaint anywhere than a, a compliment. And mm. that's just going to be, and like when people are angry, people like maybe it's good in a weird way that people can offload their negative energy somewhere. But it's just, I, I remember listening to a podcast of Bill Simmons. He talked to, he's like a big guy in the U S he created his own company and he's a journalist and he had a chat with, um, the CEO of Twitter, he just questioned him about like the negative impact and, and they're aware of it. It's just, how do you stop it? How do you like, you can't censor people yeah, because that just takes away people's free speech, but all you can really do is educate. And so like, I think what people don't understand is like there's people, especially when you're attacking companies or you're attacking brands or stuff like that, when people are yelling at those brands and stuff like that on Twitter, they don't understand that. And they're not talking to the CEO. They're talking to the, 27 year old girl or boy that sits behind the, the, the keyboard trying to yeah. work and people higher up are going to see what they see and if they say it like whatever but there's no guarantee they're going to see everything that comes through yeah it, it's just a, an awareness and, and that's it's certainly a challenge no matter how many reporting how many like social media reports you do on it no matter any of this stuff the majority of that's not going to come through because it's not needed it's not an essential part of you know, not essential feedback, having some guy yell at you and say, be like, or send like really like grotesque photos through the internet. That's not going to come through. You can just yeah. try and ban yeah. it, but you just have to cop it. And yeah, it's just, that's the challenge. And I think it, people will get it. Social media has been around for such a long time, like a really long time now. It's still super young when you can like the whole, like the fact that people work in social media is a job now. Like people seven years ago would not have even thought of that being like a thing that is full-time work. Um, and so we're all still learning from it. I think it's cool that we're figuring it out now, but I think there definitely is people starting to get more of a realization of how it works and how positive it can be, but also how negative the negative effects of it can sometimes be. But yeah, that's like one negative out of a lot of positives what? in working in this space. There's so much positive you can do. The most awesome experiences I get at VRC, uh, I was allowed to go on the Melbourne Cup tour last year and I got to go visit such cool places just because, you know, I've learned how to take video. I've learned how to cover social media and you get to see such cool stories. Some are sad stories, but like you get to, you know, meet like kids at the Ronald McDonald house, which was crazy. Like you see these cool, like fighting kids that are, you'd think of the, all the like trivial things that you can get annoyed at or like you don't have. And then you see these kids that are just like, just happy to be doing their thing and like to be in a good space. That was such cool experience and just like, you know, you get to go around the world. I got to fly in a helicopter for the first time. Like that was cool. You know, I got a couple of cool Instagram pictures for myself, which was great. So <laughs> there is by no means is there, is that a super crazy, overwhelming, bad thing that's, and that's yeah. not all it is. It's just a small part. That is definitely a challenge. And like, um, it's something you have to be aware of. And it's, as long as you're aware of, you do get used to it. It's just, I think we're really, I'm really lucky that at the VRC, there's two social media people. So it's not like I'm, if anything happens that I'm by myself in it, I've got somebody else there that we always talk and we vent and whatever, because you need to, because oh, of course it's like a month of craziness, but then the week of, and especially the four days of carnival is like, everyone's got eyes on you and everybody, especially the first two days, like people go really, really hard and 
it's just good to talk it out. And it's, it's just saying you got to know is that it's with anything. You, every job has stress and different points. And that's just happens to be a weird part of social media that mm. like you wouldn't even think you'd even have to encounter in your job, but in comparison, to all the cool, really cool things you can do. You can show your creativity to the world. You can, I can make graphics and, you know, thousands of people can see it. Like they don't know it's me, but like, you know, it's cool yeah. that and I you think- get to do that. Yeah, I think the fact that the, it's so hard to get a job in, in social media and sport and there's so many people trying to work in social media sport is reflective of the fact that there are so many positives to working in the industry and that's why we want to differentiate ourselves and get good gigs 100%. and have, yeah. have cool experiences and yeah. Yeah, and I'm super like going back to like people worrying about the amount of jobs in sport and stuff like that is the jobs are there. The, like the jobs are still there. There's just less of them. So it's like with anything, if I want, you know, to, I want to go to New York right now, I can't just click my fingers and it's going to happen. I've got to actually work and get the money for it and then make sure I'm in a good position and, you know, I have to work, make sure that the timing works out, that I can go. It's similar to getting a job in sport. Like it's just a lot harder, obviously. Like you can't just click your fingers and be like, all right, I want to work in sports. It's going to happen. It's not. It's never going to be like that. It's like, okay, how I want to work in sport. This goes back to like the whole having the mate, a big dream kind of thing. If my dream is like, I want to be really successful in sport. All right. I have that in the back of my head. What are the little things now that I'm going to do to get me to that spot? I'm going to do a little bit of extra social media sport thing on, you know, on the side, or I'm going to improve my skills by doing my own thing. Start um, a podcast. Start a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> like you're doing better than me, man. I started. <laughs> no, I no. You are though. I did like, so I did this like um, Instagram page called the highlights club. Um, shout and out. I was, yeah. Shout out to the highlights club. It's been <laughs> great. I think I've got like, I did some, it was like its first year last year. So like I had crazy growth numbers that I like yeah. to like just say, I was like, man, I got 6,000% growth in the last year. <laughs> like, from 58 to like 4,000, which is pretty cool. And so, that's all. That's that is I, really good. Yeah, it's cool because I get to test techniques out there that like mm. has no implications on sponsors or no implications on the business or anything like that. It's just testing stuff and doing creative stuff that I can now bring into my other Yeah, world. and that's huge. Yeah, which is massive. And that's why like I think getting the job at um, AFL was really cool as well. Like I see how they operate on a social media level because no, there's no set way to do it. There's no set way to like do social media or cover stuff or whatever but interesting to see like like if i do my own thing it's cool to see what i see works for me and then i can bring that to this job or if i work at the afl on a weekend doing you know football games how do their team work how can i bring you know their processes like maybe there's communication things there that work better than work here and the vrc do things really good here that i can bring there so that's why you know that's where the experience comes from that's where that benefit of experience comes from because you're like i can see what really worked here and now i can now i know how to do that i can bring that here and i can take a leadership role in that and but yeah no the so good you're doing a podcast this is cool i love that kind of stuff i love people doing like getting on the front foot you bought a mic that's sick like i I said you gotta you gotta you gotta be that next step you gotta take how am i gonna be better the next day and if that means that i want to have a better podcast and have a good audio get the mic and the mic's now there now you've got it yeah that's cool so uh yeah i think i've tried two podcasts and they both haven't got past episode three so you're doing well i like it (laughs) thanks so much scott keep doing and and yeah thanks so much for taking the time to chat to me and uh and no, yeah. man, anytime, anytime. I'm keen. Get me back on 
you know, when this has got like, this is fly. I want to see when this is like, <laughs> 10 out of 10. I want to be back and I want to listen back to my podcast and be like, whoa, like I was there when it, I was when there from the start, man. That's so cool. No, it's so awesome. I, I love what you're doing. I love like you're doing what you need to do is just create opportunities. And I think that's all. If you had to round everything up into one little thing, it's just like, just do little bits of work and, just as corny as it sounds, make, try and make yourself a little bit better. Whether it's you open that scale up to not just day by day, but week by week or, you know, month by month. How am I a little bit, what did I do this month that made me just a tiny bit better than last month? And if that means that I purchased a microphone or for me, I purchased a computer or, you know, now I can do this there or whatever, or I tried a new style out. I know I'm comfortable knowing that I'm improving and I'm growing and that that's going to help me get the next best thing for me, no matter if I'm my, you know, just getting out of high school or if I'm 10 years in an industry doing that little bit, I'm very, it makes you at least comfortable in your own mind that you're succeeding and moving forward. And that's the key that you're comfortable with yourself and the rest will, the rest will come. There you go, listeners. That's uh, how to get <laughs> there it is. There it is. The yeah. key. Yeah. <laughs> I might start being a life coach, man. Maybe that's my, that's my thing. That's my thing. I, yeah, think. I don't know. No, that's cool. I really appreciate it, Pat. That's awesome. No, I'll end it there. But uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks so much, Scott. No stress, Pat. Anytime. Thank you so much for listening to my chat with Scott Walton. Like I mentioned at the start of the pod, if you want to get in touch with Scott, then head to his LinkedIn. I'd really appreciate it if you follow The Digital Rookie on all socials and check out our website, digitalrookiehub.com. If you haven't yet, please subscribe and leave a review as it really helps me out. Again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of The Digital Rookie Podcast.